Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thanks for joining us once again on Talk and Fight for another episode of the Friday Night Panel with Mike Gore and myself. And we've got a special guest in the audience tonight coming in all the way from uh, Nova Scotia, Kirk Johnson, great heavyweight Canadian fighter. And pretty soon we're going to be joined by Tim Witherspoon and have a very entertaining conversation, I'm sure, since both Turk, Kirk and Tim know each other quite well. Well, let's start off with a little bit of conversation about some upcoming fights uh, this weekend. What do you say, Mike? Oh my God, man! Dude, we got some, we got some big ones, man. I'm, uh, I'm super excited. I know, I know, everybody's been waiting for it. Everybody has been waiting for it, but we're finally going to see Canelo back in action against none other than Bivol. Who's, who's ready for this? Who's ready for this one? This is going to be a great fight. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it's going to be a great one. We've all been waiting for it. It's now finally getting underway. Um, and this is after, um, you know, Canelo just signed a new long-term promotional deal with, uh, with Matchroom. And this is, uh, this is great, man. Um, Eddie Hearns predicting Dimitri Bivol will outweigh Canelo Alvarez by 20 pounds by the time that this fight is actually underway. I agree. Uh, well, uh, probably anywhere between 10 to 15. Canelo's going to put on a little weight himself, so no, he, he'll be bigger than Canelo. I'm 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 super excited about this man. I can't wait for this uh, this one to get underway. Actually, there's some uh, there's great uh, kids on the undercard on this one, uh, and that's what I'm really about, man. All, all about these young cats that are up and coming in the game. Uh, you know, we got Mark Catros back in action on this one in the lightweight uh, in division, and we also got Montana Love, another kid that I like to watch out for there, man. He's fighting Gabriel Golas of Valenzuela in the super lightweight division. And then we, you know, we got it headed up by uh, Alvarez versus Bivol, man. And this is, this is going to be a big one, man. I'm super excited to see this. Um, you know, these two, um, <clears throat> you know, pound for pound superstar Canelo Alvarez, he's 57 and one with two, you know, two losses. And uh, he signed a new multi-fight deal with matchroom boxing at the zone. And uh, the first fight, we'll see boxing's biggest attraction step into the weight and take on Dimitri Bivol, who's 19 and 0 with 11 KOs. In, and this one's for uh, a bid for the WBA light heavyweight title. And uh, this is going to be the second fight in the multi-fight deal. Uh, it is set for September, so this one's good, man. You know, Canelo Alvarez, he's claimed the IBF super middleweight strap last time out against uh, Caleb Plant becoming the first boxer ever to become undisputed champion at super middleweight. Prior to that, the Mexican starred, star picked up the WBA, WBC, and WBO and the Ring Magazine super middleweight titles against Caleb Smith and Billy Joe Saunders, respectively, all within a year to make history and cement his spot as the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. Um, and a memorable period that saw the 31 year old. Uh, bag numerous Fighter of the Year awards, including the ESPN, Sports Illustrated, and Ring Magazine. But then we got Dimitri Bivol. You know, he's been flawless in the paid ranks. Uh, he now bags the blockbuster showdown. He's been craving uh, in the form of boxing's pound-for-pound pound, King Canelo. And, uh, you know, Bivol picked up the WBA light heavyweight title in 2016 and has defended it uh, an impressive 10 times already to become the best active light heavyweight fighter in the world. Um so, guys, what are your thoughts on this on this big one, man? What, what, what's uh, what's everybody think about this one? Uh, I think it's gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be a, a hard fought fight. Uh, Canelo is moving up in weight, and his punches are not gonna affect Bivol uh, as much as it affect uh, some of his, some of the other fighters. 
So I think it's going to be a war, going to be a few rounds that's going to look like warfare. Yeah, I believe this is going to be a, a well a well fought one. I think it's going to be a war. Both these guys are you know good contenders. Um, I I, I kind of like Bivol, man, and I think if Bivol, yeah. you know, I think Bivol's got the got the ability, man. Uh, you know, ever since he's entered the paid ranks, he really hasn't hasn't done anything wrong, anything wrong in his career. He's you know we're looking at ten time defending champ, so. Oh, here we go. We're we're joined. We're joined right now. Give me, give me something to put on this. James Hagler in the building. James Hagler and God the champ. We got James here. Come on, Shania. I was rushing back here, man. How y'all guys doing? Tim, we have Tim. We have a friend of yours here. Tim Weatherspoon. What's up, Kirk Johnson, Canadian fighter. Kirk, I heard the Kirk right. Yeah, you used to come at used to come at the Joe Hands gym when I was training in Philadelphia. Yeah, um, I'm ju I just came from there about four hours, three hours ago. I had to go to Philly. Uh, how, okay. re how recently was that? That was that was a long time ago, man. That was oh. like what, that was like twenty years ago. But you used to come there, and I just spied with a friend of yours named uh, Zuri Lawrence. Oh, Zuri, he was yeah, my sparring that, partner. He was yeah, a real he, nice guy too. Yeah, he, he, he was one of my guys. Matter of fact, we were speaking the other night, and uh, yeah, we were, we were speaking about you too, and I. Told, I told the podcast just a little while ago before you came on. I said, of all the people that spoke to me after the Klitschko fight, I said, Tim Weatherspoon had it right. Everybody was saying, oh, Kirk, you were overweight, but that was the, the, the hardest I ever trained for any fight in my life. It wasn't about that. What you first said to me was 100% the truth. You said, Kirk, you remember back in the day, because you were standing with Al Cole, a guy I fought twice. I beat him twice. But anyway, you said... Well, Kirk, you know what? You said to me, Kirk, the thing you were supposed to do is feel your guy out, like feel him out. And he said, yeah. you didn't show no defense. But yet, when I saw you train in Philly, you had nothing but great defense, but you didn't yeah. show it in this fight. And that's what you have to do. You got to be able to survive before you conquer. And I didn't do it there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. of all the people who gave me advice, I can't lie to you. That was the most greatest advice I ever had was to feel your man out or whatever the case may be. I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, no, champ. That is beautiful. Thank you, thank you for for saying them kind words. You know, that's I like to try to encourage uh, people, boxers, anything, anywhere I go. Yes. Just encouraging, man. That was good, Kirkland. That's right, yeah. God. Yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, and just to see you, just to see how great a shape you're in right now, and how you are right now, man. This is encouragement too, because you're growing older just to look young. 64. I'll be 65. 64. I just wow. came from Joe Hands. Yeah, I'll be 65. I just came from Joe Hands. Oh, I yeah. Did the, yeah, I did the Stairmaster for like 30 right. minutes. I did okay. the ropes. I did the ropes right. three minutes, about three times, you know, and, and it makes you feel better too. The yeah. older you get, the more you have to train. Kirkland, yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, so you coming, you making a comeback now? <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you something. Hey, if I get in shape, I know that I won't get hit. I yeah, money. exactly. And I know exactly. they'll make a mistake. I'll take them one or two shots and land yeah. it on somewhere where I know they hurt them. Exactly. That that'd be uh that 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 would that would help. All that old that'd, stuff I used to yeah. I used to know. They're not Definitely. doing it today. Yes. Yes. They're not That's doing what it. I tell today. my son. 
I tell my son, you need to train like the old days, man. If you train like the old days, you'll beat a lot of old dudes, man. <laughs> no, find somebody that has the old day knowledge yes, that exactly. still does it. Yeah. Well, he don't want to listen to that, though. He don't want to listen to that. He, he, he's with the young young dudes, man. I'm like... Doing this, doing how, this, doing this, leaving it. He drives me crazy, man. I be Leaving it. Leaving it. Champ, leaving an arm out. Yeah, like yeah, this. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I break it. My trainer told me, look, somebody do that. Hit that right there. Break their arm. The fight is over. Yep. Let them keep playing, playing like this. <laughs> Throw overhand right or snoot something. They're yeah. not doing that. So real quick, when the guy do this, the guys in front of them don't do nothing. They just sit nah. there and be like, right? You're memorized by it. Right, <laughs> you got a fire on them when they do this. That's, right. that's the opening. That's, <laughs> that's the opening. That's Kirkland, right. that's the bunch of boy. I remember now. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah. yeah, sir. Yeah, but that's it, man. That, my, my trainer Slim taught me defense, and and um, a lot of people saying, "Yo, man, you don't throw a lot of punches." They listen, man. Um, I could throw a lot of punch. I, I can throw a lot of punches, but I want to make sure I block them punches. Man. Yes. And counter. And when you say slim, you're talking about Slim Robinson? That's yep. the man taught me. Did yeah. he work with you? Did he work with yeah. you? Yes, but he used to always work with me with the sparring partners he had. He always worked with my sparring partners to work against me because George Benton was my trainer at that time. And he was always it slim was with yeah, there was buddies, so they was always and Slim was always giving me advice on what you do in the center there. So you know, it was a great world and a great time that I had when I was around those guys. So you're right, <laughs> old time, the old style of training is a great style. It is, it is. Yes, sir. Gave me a lot of confidence. Oh yeah, it definitely it did. Real quick, when your trainer tell you when when the trainer like Don King, I told the guys on the show, Don King said you're gonna fight Larry Holmes. I only had 14 fights. I said, man. That's kind of soon, isn't it, Slim? Slim said, Tim, you're going to kick his ass. And I said, okay. Yep. I said, let's go. And, <laughs> and, I, almost, and I almost did it. Yep. If I had two more fights, I probably would have stopped him. Yep. 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 That's what gave me the confidence, man. And it's not like yes. that nowadays. Nowadays, they're yes. trying to imitate somebody. And a lot of kids are getting hurt, you know, trying to imitate this and imitate that. And, and, um, you know, you got to have somebody to actually show you how to not get hit and hurt. So, wow, I well, can't like believe it. I'm on the star. I'm on the show yeah. with all these important stars <laughs> up here. Woo! But like I said, in in order to in order to conquer, you have to survive first in order to conquer. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, if you got deep good defense, you can be around that you can start to uh, imply your game to the fighter. You know what I'm saying? I believe, so, but but champ, I believe. The jab, the jab determines, yeah. really starts off and determines um, who's going to take the lead in. If you get that jab yeah. and start working that jab in, yeah. you got the edge. Then you can yeah. add everything else in. So I do yeah. believe I'm a believer of making sure that jab land first, yeah. and, and so you can get you can get the um, you can get confidence over your opponent. Wow, that yeah. jab is good. What I'm yeah. gonna do? I'm gonna try to work my way in there, and then while yeah. he's trying to work his way in. You just put the other stuff together. Yes, yes. I'm really yes. an advocate with that jab. You got to. Yes. Oh, Ray yeah. Mercer got the hardest jab I ever went up against. <laughs> yeah. Larry Holmes, champ, champ. Larry Holmes' jab wasn't nothing. Now, he got a good jab. Oh, yeah. I'm not disrespecting him. No, no, but Larry Mercer just had a hard jab. Did you see after the first round when I fought Larry, I went like this? 
Yeah. But you didn't I do it in Mercer. No. No, I went like this because I thought that is going to be harder. Here it is, the, right. one of the greatest the greatest heavyweights of, of, of the era or time. I'm fighting yeah. them. I only had 14 fights, seven amateur fights. I had a good trainer. Right. At the end of the round, I said, is that him? Yeah. If you watched after the first round, I said, yeah, I remember. But I but wouldn't have did that. I wouldn't have did right. that if he would have been trying to trying to get me like. And before the fight, you got to scare your opponent. He was trying right. to scare me. Said he'd knock me out, take my girlfriend from me. Uh, I'm a <laughs> bum. He said it. He said I'm a bum. I'm broke. Wow. He said you broke. You ain't got no money. You ain't nobody. And that made me mad. Why did yeah. he do that? Why did he do that? He made me mad. Boy, he inspired that, you. Yeah, but that's my man right now. I mean, we all yeah. cool. I know it was just yeah. a, a, a a play. You know, you got to play your cards. And yeah. I know he was playing his cards. And that's all the part of growing in the boxing game. Yes. And I learned. And now he's he's like one of my heroes. Yes, sir. Yep. yep. He's one of mine, too. Yeah, definitely. He had big heart, didn't he? Yes. Did he ever? Hell yeah. Because the, the stuff you did to him in the ninth, was it the ninth round you had him hurt? Yeah, but see, yeah, and I found out too. My trainer told me that when you get somebody hurt, you put that's when you're supposed to relax, supposed to relax because you get better shots in. But if yeah. you rush, if you see, I was rushing, yeah. And he said, Tim, if you would have took your time, we would have had him out of there. But I didn't yeah. watch the yeah. fight, I was rushing, and also yeah. I should have just said, Boom, boom, bam, bam, boom, yeah. like the old timers did, you yeah. know, yeah. I would have had him out of there. Yeah, I'd have had him out there. I can't believe it. I'm on with Kirkland. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What'd you say, champ? I'd say James. Yeah, oh, I thought he said something. Okay. okay. Well, I, I think that was Mike. Cool. That was that was Mike. <laughs> no, that was me. Oh, that was Mike said that. Yeah, I see everything. <laughs> Tim, are you? Are yeah, you but I, I just want to quickly mention that weekend, I believe that uh, James' son's what? going into the ring this weekend. Is he not? Who? James Hagler Jr. Isn't he hitting the ring today? Tomorrow no, night. Yeah, Tomorrow night. Um, Friday. Today. Next Friday. Tonight. Next Friday. Or next Friday. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so we got actually, to, uh, actually Saturday, the 14th. We got, we got, oh, yeah, there's another card on tomorrow. The uh, Rosanicki and uh, Peralta. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. card's going to be good, man. Uh, yeah. You know, Rosanicki, he's uh, what? Nah, number nine ranked with the cruiserweight by the WBC. He stopped Montez at 2.59 of the second round to claim his 14th career victory. And the bout was uh, Ronicki's first one since uh, the 22nd uh, when he was defeated by unanimous decision by Oscar Rivas for the WBC World Bridgerweight title in Montreal. Uh, mm. The last victory kept his knockout ratio at 100%, having won all his professional fights by way of knockout or TKO. And then you have Peralta, who's 30, had his last bout on January 15th against Mariano uh, Gudino and winning by unanimous decision. Um, that was another one, man. The WBC's number 10 ranked cruiserweight is a former two-time Olympian with an unblemished professional career. So, you know, Dan Otter, Three Lions Promotion, feels the bout is not only a big opportunity uh, for Rosicki, but it's an exciting fight for the fans. Uh, you know, this is for the WBC International Cruiserweight title. And uh, with both boxers being ranked in the top 10, it becomes an automatic WBC world title eliminator. So this is a great fight to promote. Uh, fans are going to be 
definitely stoked for this. The co-main event will see the newest addition to the Three Lions stable, uh, current WBC Youth World Lightweight title holder Pedro uh, uh, Bernal, who's 9-1-1 with three KOs of Mexico City, and he will take on fellow countryman Giovanni Flores, who's 7-12-1 with four KOs uh, in an eight-round bout. Uh, the undercard will also see Caroline Redman of Guelph, Ontario, in her first eight-round bout against former world title challenger and more experienced uh, Simone De Silva, who's 20, 17-0 and with six KOs. And then we got Jake Doust, who's 3-0 and with two KOs from Orangeville, Ontario, who's coming off an impressive second-round KO uh, this past March against fellow Canadian uh, Michael Miller, who is 3-6-0. And, and uh, they will take he will take on Juan uh, Monzon, uh, who's 8, 3 and 3 with 7 KOs. And then we got Lucas Batty, who's 10 and 0 with 10 KOs of Niagara Falls, Ontario, against Rodolfo uh, Moreno, who's 14, 6 and 0 with 6 KOs. So this one's going to be good, man. Uh, I'm, I'm super stoked for this card. I know. We'll also see local Nova Scotian talent uh, with former world title challenger Tison Cave, 35, 3 and 0 with 13 KOs from North Preston. He's pitted against Arm uh, Armis Solis. Who's fourteen and fourteen with nine KOs? Uh, so you know this should be a good one, man. I'm I'm super stoked to see our our Ontarians. Our Ontarians are in there tonight. They'll be fighting tomorrow, man. I can't wait to see that. You know, Guelph. We got Guelph in there, man. Uh, she's gonna she's gonna be a good one, man. I know you guys was gonna talk uh, talk probably about Amanda and Katie and Katie uh, Taylor, um, but. You know, I know you probably you was going to talk about that a little bit. Oh, we um, But we talked. We 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 got Mitch Green to an event. Yes. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, see that? yeah, yeah, I see yeah. that. I see. Where, where we, were you guys at, man? Uh, we was in New Rochelle. Um, I don't want to okay. take it off the way, but I just, I was going to try to mention that we got Mitch Green. When I was with Don King, we was with Don King. We always used to talk about stuff, how we got ripped off, or and and how how good we're going to do. We trained together. We chopped wood. We sparred together with David Bay. Um, a lot of the other guys. Michael Dokes never yeah. interacted with nobody. He never interacted with nobody because he was Don King's special special right. prize. Right. You was at the camp before champ. No, but I heard these stories. Yeah, well, well, yeah. Michael Dokes never like mingled with us, right? And he had his own training period. But everybody else trained together, and blood, right. we blood, we was family. We loved each other, and like I would lend him money, he would lend, you know, give it back. I would lend other guys money because they didn't have right. money. And um, I love the guy. He's a good guy. But then right. he went off into another world. Right. He went off to another world. I think I was with Don King before him. I mean, thought. I think he was with Don before me, and I came in and got a title shot. Somebody else did the same thing, and I think that was some of the things that set him off. So anyway, jumping forward, um, we got in. I was in touch with him before, like a month ago, me and Greg, Greg Towns. Remember Greg mm -hmm. from Rhode Island? We was yeah. in, in touch with him, and he wouldn't answer the phone because he thought the, I, the uh, police was, was stabbing his phone, and I kept telling him, yeah, I kept telling him, blood, you know me. Look at me. I was like, look in my eyes. You know I won't do nothing like that. He said, yeah, I know, man, I know, but they tapping my phone. It's conspiracy. Yeah, my so, Uncle um, Robbie was the same way, man. Uncle, Uncle Robbie, he used to say the same thing. They watching me, man. They're going to get me. We like, who going to get you? The, the IRS, man, they coming up. <laughs> man, really, man? My dad was, my dad was like, yo, 
your brother, your, your, you know, your uncle, he ain't get too much. He always talking about somebody watching him. Ain't nobody watching him. I cleared all that up for him. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Robbie Sins, Robbie Sins, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep, yep. He's so, another one so, that said that, man. Yeah, so we, we finally, I kept talking to him and talking to him. We finally got him to go to New Rochelle, where, where they had the big event. And for there's raising money for boxers. They gave everybody money. Uh, Gray Pounds gave, Towns gave blood, blood the money. We And he, we, we, we went and got somebody to pick him up. He was happy. When he first walked in, a lot of people came over there, wanted to see what he was doing, shaking his hands. He was like he was like Tyson, like a star. He was signing autographs, signing gloves, and so all we want to do is just get blood on the right track. And we there's some more things coming up, guys. There's some more things coming up, and um, we want him to leave Don King and Tyson alone. Talk about him and himself, and then later on talk about the, the the adventure, the stuff that he had to go through with Don, not in a bad way. I right. told him that, and this is what we kept telling him, and he said, you know what? That's what I'm gonna do, Tim. Because if he don't, he's never gonna rise. Right, he never you know, gonna yeah, yeah. Right? He went, yeah. Don King. I said, Blood, don't do that. Let's do this. So I was gonna try to get him on the show, but I, I gotta talk to I gotta talk to Greg Towns and stuff to see and talk to you guys so we can get him on the show. But he 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 uh, trusts me and he trusts Greg, but everybody else, oh, they might be tapping my phone. So the more <laughs> no, the more we get him on, yeah, the more he's gonna loosen up. And then right. he could go on and make money. He couldn't walk, you know. He couldn't walk. Yeah. So Mike Bernard of Iran Barkley's organization is going to get him a stationary bike. So so he get well. He walking with a cane, and he said he got hit by a car or something. Wow. So, yeah, he said he got hit by a car, or the car hit him his leg. Um, and I was going to tell you guys on the show today. That's all. That we we got him moving. Let's hope we don't get distracted, and we could possibly bring him on the show. And if you uh, uh if you want him on your show. Um, uh, James, yeah, whatever definitely. we can put him on, but I'm gonna first try to get him on this one, yeah, and and then we could get him on a lot of other ones. But he his no trust crap. is a little bit more now. Yeah, I know. When he came, when he came to Brockton up to Petinelli's, we were all getting undressed, and he comes in there late after everybody working out, and all I heard was just boom, 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 and I was like, what the hell is that? We was, we all ran out of the dressing room. Come come to see it is it's, it's Mitch Green jabbing the, the heavy bag. Goody's Goody had different size bags, and he was hitting the biggest bag, the heaviest bag. Man, he was just hitting it. Just, wow, wow, the ceiling was shaking and everything. We was like, damn! I didn't know he had a jab like that. His jab was very strong, man. He threw a lot of punches too. Yeah. Kirkland, Kirkland, did you ever spar with him or anything? No, no, them guys they were before my time. Oh. You're a baby. You're a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't say I'm a baby, but uh, they were before my time, though. <laughs> yeah, blood through a lot of punches. He was yeah. always humble. He was always humble when we in. He like talked to everybody, but then something happened after I left. Just something happened, man, and he just couldn't put it together. Some people said that that he was weed and stuff like that, um, but emotionally he was like. Cause he wanted to get the title shot, and he did good with Tyson. He went ten rounds with him. I love okay. Tyson too. Tyson had to go through a whole lot of stuff. You yeah, know, exactly. he went through a whole lot of stuff. But I like to help the down. I like I like to help the person that's down. Right. The guys that's already up there, I'm praising them. But the guy that's down, I got something, some passion, some passion to help them get up. And that's I don't know what what happened to me, but that's 
wanted that's what I want to do. See these guys, you know, get feel better, look better, and 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 apply this stuff to whatever's going on around them. Well, you know, so. one of one of the uh one of the guys that you were speaking about, not you, Tim, but uh one of the guys you were speaking about, uh Riziki, mm-hmm. we spired we spired together before and he's a he's a very decent fighter. Uh he's strong. And he's very, very determined. You can hit him with some brick, and he'll still keep on coming. So uh, I'm expecting a hard fought fight. Whenever, whenever it come to Riziki, he's gonna fight the hard. Fight. He, you're gonna see two things. You're gonna see action in both guys hitting both guys. And I just hope, you know, I just wish Riziki good luck. And of course, when it comes to my man Tyson Cave, I just saw Tyson Cave like five yeah. or six days ago at our gym. And good luck to him. Of course, always he's my man. He's very yeah. sneaky. He's a sneaky type of boxer, uh, very elusive, and I'm just hope, just wishing good luck to him because he's gonna, he's gonna, in my mind, he's gonna do what he has to do. Right, and, of course, honestly, uh, Armin Solis, uh, you know, he's he's a he's a fifty percent fighter, man. He's like, yeah, you yeah. know, he's he's fourteen and fourteen. Tyson Cave, like, you know what I mean? You guys, you guys, have yeah. household name, thirty five yeah. and three, you know, yeah, and it's great, man. And and right, Ryan Rosicki. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, this one's for the vacant WBC international cruiser title. Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't see him not coming full tilt, not coming to bring his A game, and uh, I, I think, I think it's gonna be a quick one for for him for tonight for uh, tomorrow night, man. Well, you know what I call Riziki? I call him when, when we spire together. I was laughing. Uh, I won't say I was laughing at him because I was telling him myself. I said, "Man, you remind me of of uh, Rocky Marciano. Like mm-hmm. he, he gets hit." But he's rolling with the shots while he's getting hit. Yeah. So don't get me wrong; he's a tough, tough, tough guy. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of shots he roll with them. He don't get hit, hit as clean as people think think he right. does. And I remember Rocky Marciano saying the same thing that people think I'm getting hit clean all the time, but I don't. And I just told Rizika, man, you know, embrace your style, man, and just keep on, you know, wearing guys down and and doing what you got to do and. Since then, he's been on he been on that streak of of doing just what he said he's gonna do. So, you know, congratulations to him, and hopefully he come he come out on top on this fight also. So you got an accent. You got an accent. This fight's in your backyard, isn't it? This this card. Yes, it, it, matter of fact, it's five five hours, right? Yeah, it's four this hours is, uh, away. It's in Cape Breton, four hours away. Yeah, yeah you got right. an accent. You got an accent. No, I got no accent. I'm a Canadian flame. Oh, I'm Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, I'm a Canadian flame. So, you know. Th- yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, I he's, heard he's, that. he's got that accent. It's called Canadian, yeah. eh? But 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 my 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 coach here, he just reminded me, he said, Don't forget to tell him what your real name is. Kirk Johnson, the Canadian sensation. Ah, Canadian sensation, yeah. So just just let yeah. you guys know, yo, thirty-seven Kirk and two, Johnson. twenty-seven yeah. knockouts. Yeah. Yo, big Bubba's in the house, six two, <laughs> eighty-one inch reach, baby. Come on, oh, Tim. Do you remember you, Tim? Years ago, my managers wanted me to fight you, and you said, "No, no, no, no." Actually, I'm lying. They didn't want me to fight you. They wanted me to spy with you. And you said, nah. You said, I'll fight him, but I won't spy with him because sparring you got to do every day. He said, oh, yeah. but I give him a good fight, though. And uh, I said, no, I don't want to fight my hero, Tim Weatherspoon. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm going to look at some of Tim Weatherspoon fights and see if I can get my, my overhand right the same as your overhand right. 
Whoa, that's cool. A lot of, I know. A lot of, a lot of, listen, a lot of times I wasn't ready. Like to fight Tyson, his, like I told the guys on the group that his management, his management uh, refused to fight Lennox Lewis, their management, but the boxers would have fought me. Tyson would have fought yeah. me, Lennox Lewis, Evander Holyfield. I was yeah. telling the guys, I said, whoa, I was like this, man, that's cool. The management was scared because they didn't know which Tim Witherspoon was going to show up. And if I was in a Vander Holyfield or Tyson shape, woo! <laughs> you know, you say you say you're saying you would have been undisputed a hell of a lot longer, eh? Ooh, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't undisputed. You were the hey, according to Lou Eisen, you were undisputed. Yo, that's that's Mr. Fact Checker right there, man. Okay, I believe it then. I believe it. You got to take that a little with that one, too. Yo, he even said it. He even said it when he was on the panel. If they give it to you, take it to him. Undisputed heavyweight champ, Tim Put that stuff up. Don't come in there. Grab the hand and pull him and throw the hook. Boom. Or grab him, pull him, throw the right hand. All those little tricks. Slim Robinson showed me I probably could have got in trouble if I would have did did some of them like like somebody on a rope, you take the rope and pull them off the rope. You ever yeah. do that? You ever do that, Kurt? Somebody yeah. on the rope. Did you have to grab the rope and pull yeah. somebody yeah. to hit them? Yeah. You can't really do that, but I tried it a couple of times. <laughs> but, in, but in sparring, I did it all the time in sparring. Uh -huh. Somebody on the ropes, I grab the rope and pull them, then hit them with a hook, or grab them with the left, pull them off the ropes and hit them, hit them with the uh, the punch. All these little tricks, man. They just yeah, don't do them. Because you had no open hands to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had the gloves on, you know. But, but, but the, hey, the didn't young... that dude do that to uh, Shakur when he was boxing? He grabbed his he grabbed his jab and pulled him. Oh my God! Wow, yeah, that was a that was a way. Yeah, wow, he could have got hit. He could if he grabbed both like this. He did. He grabbed, he grabbed, yeah, he grabbed him, and Shakur looked at the reference like. You know what are you doing? And and they said, hey, you could do that. Um, I don't know about that. Yeah, they, they said the, the commissioner. <laughs> hey, the commissioner honestly, was I don't know about half the shit the referee does that. these days. He did that, man, because because Shakur was leaving his jab out there like this on his head. So the dude, I would have broke his elbow. You see the difference? I I would have broke his elbow. That trainer should have told him to hit him right in the elbow. The fight would have been over. All right, you know now, what I'm saying. Okay. All right, huh? oh, all right, right, the the right here, yeah, right, so, right, right here, so, and here. Tim, yeah, where are you from again? You're from Philly, right? South Philly, okay, right so down the got, street from the Italian market where they made the movie, yeah, okay. So, check this out. So, <laughs> May, May the 14th, I don't want to jump over to the subject, but I just want to say, May the 14th, I have a cousin of mine, his name was Castillo Clayton. And he's getting ready to fight you guys, uh, Jaron Boots Ennis. Yeah. Which is oh, 20. Boots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boots. Boots, is, when I, Boots is 28 no. Yeah. His 26 knockouts was one no decision. So my cousin Castillo is 19 and 0, was one draw, was uh, 12 knockouts. Yep. And okay. he was undefeated and he's 34 years old. Now, I came on a podcast because I just wanted to say that Boots is a great fighter. I like him a lot and uh, let him keep on doing the thing. But also, I just wanted to say what I needed to say is my cousin Castillo Clayton is the man. And this don't have nothing to do with country. This has got something to do with game and skill. Yeah. Uh, May 14th 
It's going to be a wonderful night for Castillo Clayton. And he's going to, all the stuff you've been talking about and you guys talk about the old fighters. Yeah. Castillo been in this gym since he was 10 years old. And I, I seen his whole way up. My father, Gary Johnson, senior, trained him mm-hmm. along with uh, the assistant coach, Floyd Donovan, trained him. Mm-hmm. And I aspire with Castillo, even though he's a welterweight, I aspire with him all the time. And he put heat on me all the time. He was always the, the great fighter around the gym, always able to do everything. His amateur record is, I think, is a, uh, he owed of 114 fights on record. He lost 14, yeah. but really he only lost two. He lost one to Errol Spence by 4-1 split decision or whatever, and he got robbed in the Olympics. If you see it, you'll see that he got robbed in the Olympics uh, uh, in 2012, I think it was. Yeah. But uh, – He's our golden boy, and trust me, even though Boots is, is great, he's great, he's from Philly, and Philly's are nothing but a fighting town, mm. I really have to say that May 14th, you're going to see a new rising star, Castile Clayton. Yeah, so man. I, I just want you guys it. to – The best I, man's going to win. Uh, yes, so that's what I'm saying. I want you guys to really look at the fight, man, because Castile Clayton, he is something special. Matter of fact, he's so special – uh, when my father and the other coach, Floyd Donovan, when they're teaching fighters stuff in the gym, and also when I want to learn stuff in the gym, 10 years ago when I was doing my fighting thing, Castillo was so talented that I used to say, Castillo, come here, show me how you would do it. And once he showed me how he would do it and the way he would do it, it's like, you know what, now I know how to do it. That's how great he is as a fighter. So, man... When you guys see this fight May fifth, May fourteenth in California, and matter of fact, I'll be there. I'll be there ringside. Mm-hmm. Me and Floyd Donovan, his uh, one of his amateur coaches, we're gonna be there. Watch this fight. It's gonna be a great fight, a great performance by Casillo Clayton. Watch it. Don't miss it. We should we'll get, we should get you to go. We should get you to go live with your cell phone, and we can uh, stream it, man, and show Canada what it's about. Say hi to Dane. Go ahead. Uh, put him on I'll the be screen. there. So, uh, if I'm not jumping too much, I'll, I'll, I'll scream yeah, it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah right. Hey, you you stumbled you stumbled onto us because I was I was repping I was repping the man. I did a whole episode yes. about Castillo. Yes. Come on. When you said, promotions. And when you said that, I said, you know what? I don't know how to get in touch. I don't know how to get in touch with nobody. Let me just go on here and see if you guys are paying attention yeah, to man. your comments, right? So that's what I did, right? Excellent. So uh, Excellent. Honestly, yo, we we yeah, yeah. Canada's getting slept on as a country for boxing all the way, all and, the way. And, and I believe, and I believe, yo, Castile Clayton is one of those that is a is a true representation of what the Canadians bring to the game of boxing. He's a golden boy. That's yeah, right. He's, he he is the golden boy. He's a, he yes, is the Canadian, he's the Canadian. The Canadian golden boy. Yeah, man. Yes. What part of that? Eric, how you doing, champ? Good, yeah. good. Who's that? Who's that? Ricky Williams, the Welsh warrior. The Welsh <laughs> road warrior. That's that playing in the Rocky movie. Okay, what's going on? Dave, what card is that fight going to be on? Yo, that, that, that fight on the channel. Charlo, Charlo Brian. Yeah, yeah. Back when we Charlo. finish, okay? You should have been on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Kirk. I was uh, I was saying a couple of weeks ago that uh, I was already picking Castillo to, Castillo to win by, by decision. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's you said Charlo and Castillo. You, you said we were, you said you was that. on the show last week. Uh, I'm on this, well, I'm on the Daily Show with Mike every day, but I, I, we did a specific one about um, Castillo. Oh, 
about right. Castillo okay. a little while ago, and I, right. I said it weeks ago. People people don't know him on the world mm -hmm. stage yet, right. but I know right. I knew him as an amateur. I knew the Canadian yeah. titles that he won, I, and I know his boxing pedigree. And I said this weeks ago that I was I was picking him by decision. So yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah guys, guys, who wants to know that is and on the is, International. And the WBO nice, nice. Welter title. Are you you talking about boots? Y'all was yeah. talking about boots. Yeah, boots. Yeah, yeah, Listen, I, I seen I, real quick. I did see him. I watched a couple of times. He got hit with a couple of good shots. I think he needed to tighten. I think that he needed. He's, he's pretty good on offense, but I seen him get hit, and I was worried about that. But I can't call his dad up, who I know him, and say ba 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 because I don't want to be like disrespecting anybody. But I right. watched his videos and he got hit clean with a couple yeah. shots. It took him just a little. Did mm -hmm. you see it? Did you seen it, right? He got hit with a couple of shots. I think it was a yeah. level. And I said, whoa, he got a top. His too much offense. They got to do the offense, but tighten but you that. Have it. Yes. And you know what, Tim, you would be the one to say something like that mm. about the, uh, the defense. The, the defense, defense. got to be tight. Because like I told, I've been telling people for the last – 18 years or 17 years that Tim Weatherspoon, right directly after the Klitschko fight, he spoke the truth. He said, Kirk, what happened to your defense? You've been a defensive fighter all your life. All of a sudden, you fight the biggest fight of your life, and you forgot your defense. So one thing you would be on, Tim, you would be on defense. And you you notice what we all notice about Jaron Ennis, who's a great fighter, yeah. but we noticed that he's able to get hit. And one thing about Castillo Clayton – He's a sharp. He's a sharp shooter. Playing yeah, he can punch. He can punch. He's he a good punch. It's not, he just, it's not that he can punch. He's he's like pinpoint accurate with. Yeah, he's a sharp shooter. Sharp yeah. shooter. You know, yeah, he's, he's a sharp a shooter. He's a sniper, and he's got heavy hands too, man. Something like a Sugar Ray Leonard. What he he can hit you a lot yeah. in the same oh, spot. Okay, still, okay. The same type of same type of way. So, yeah. you know. I don't want to be. I don't want to. Feel, I don't want nobody to think I'm biased. But at the same time, I just think that uh, May the fourteenth, we're coming away with victory. But hey, You're like supposed you said, to feel that way. You on this team? Tim, yeah, but like you said, Tim, the best man will win, right? Yep, definitely, yeah. definitely. I can't wait for this one, man. Yep. It's gonna, it's yeah, gonna definitely. be great. Yeah, you know, whoever great. make a mistake, um, you could be have all everything in in your arsenal, but if you make that mistake, you could one lose. mistake. I don't care. I can have more than the other guy, but if you make that mistake, and that's what I seen when Boots, I seen him fighting, and then I seen him get caught, and he got shook a little bit, and then I seen another fight. I said, "Whoa, you know." So I saw like the Dante Wilder and Tyson fight. Both of them went down three times a piece, four times. Yeah, something yeah. wrong with the defense. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And and something to go wrong. back to that fight with the Tyson Fury and and, and, and uh, Wilder. Fury had way better skills and better defense. And if Wilder had more defense, he could have did better. But because he got the biggest punch in the world, we know that. But yeah. his defense wasn't as good as Tyson's defense <clears throat> and skills. And that's what, hey, you know, when Floyd Mayweather said, or back in Ali days, they said skills pay the bills. That's, that's right. insane. Eventually, skills will pay the bills. I mean, big punchers are the greatest thing in the world. We know that, yeah. but when when big punchers have lost, whoever beat them, Ali and George Foreman, Ali, big puncher, Thomas Hearns and Sugar Leonard, 
Sugar Ray Leonard. Thomas Turner was a big punch at that time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So no the big punchers, no defense. Right. The Tommy. big punchers normally get beaten by the skillful punchers. So all in all, boxing will be boxing is still what it is. Hit and not get hit. So the yeah. guy who get hit the less and and catch you the most. That's the guy that's normally is going to win. And if you stick to that goal, most times you can win a fight. Styles makes fights. Well, tell me about, <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Styles tell make me, fights. Well, yes. tell me about the. That's true. Tell me about the trainers that tell their fighters. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Tell me about. Tell me about the trainers that say your best defense is your offense, and that's wrong. No, that's no, wrong. <laughs> Your best defense. They don't is your know defense. no defense. Yeah, you, exactly. You gotta have defense because you can have great offense, but if 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 I hit you with five punches and you survive it and you chuck five punches back and I don't survive, I can have all the offense I want to have. But if I can't survive, if I don't have defense enough to survive, well, yeah. I lost. I'm losing too. And if you, if you don't have defense, it's like playing baseball out in left field without a baseball glove trying to yeah, catch five balls. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Work, so, man. And and all my and all my life, whenever a, a, a great fighter ever lost or fight at that time or whatever, you know what? At that particular time, what they lacked, they lacked defense for that one one minute. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not to say anything disrespectful to you, Tim, because you're you're a great fighter, and I love the fights what you did that you did with uh, Frank Bruno and and all the other guys. But the time you fought uh, uh, Smith, you know, Bone Crusher. I want to tell you, you fought him twice, right? Right. Go ahead, finish. Now the the first the first time you beat him, no problem, right? Because you had the we call it the the we call it the Tim Weatherspoon cover up. Mm. <laughs> what you mean cover yeah. up? <laughs> no, the skill that my no, father. No, no, no. Let me, let me, let me tell you real quick what happened. Uh, right. The second, the second fight, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to just. The, it was political. Um, oh, yeah, you know, and before before the fight, we knew that Don King was trying to was getting Tyson. He didn't care about none of us. He came to the camp, got everybody together, and told us to get in shape because there's a new kid and we didn't know who he was. Blood heard of him, Blood Green. And he said, y'all better get in shape. So we figured Don King is going to look out for us and all that. But but really, he was trying to get Tyson. So adding like so going going on, I beat Bone Crusher every round. Every right? round, yes, right. Okay, the now I messed yeah. around. I smoked around, around marijuana. I was supposed to fight Tony Tubbs, give him a rematch. They took, oh, yeah. Yeah. They took 30 grand from me, sent me to a rehab wow. and all that. Okay, so the, I'm getting ready to go to the fight. Tony Tubbs come, come up with a shoulder injury. Right. And I'm like, and and but I really didn't train for for like for like a bone crusher. I would do right. a lot of different things. I trained right. for a, a guy that moved around. So yeah. so um yeah so so um so Tony so Tony Tubb got a shoulder injury. Then they came. They said the fight is off. So we stopped for a couple of days. Then they came back and said the fight is on. And they right. said we got we gonna put you in a bone crusher. I said no. I'm yep. I'm obligated. I'm obligated to fight Tony Tubbs. Right. So, so in that fight, um, 
in the fight, I told my corner, I said, I'm not going to fight. I know Don King only care about Tyson. He don't care about us. He don't care about Bone Crusher. I said, and I told my lawyer, I said, make sure we was going to sue Don, Don King. I said, make sure that I get at least 250, 300,000. I could have got 800,000 because they just wanted me out the way. Right. So yeah. I said, I'm going down in one. I wouldn't lie to you guys on this podcast and jeopardize anything. If you watch the fight, you see me acting. When I went down, I was crawling. And then when the fight was over, that was, I was the most happiest guy in the world. I spit the teeth out. I told them the best thing could have happened to me was a teeth that was loose and bone crusher hit it. And I, right near the end, you see I'm in the corner, I spit it out. But it was political. I would never yeah. lie like this on bone crusher and the heritage. I knew bone crusher trained and fought that fight. I would tell the truth. Bone Crusher think he beat me, but I went down and won. And then we went on and we sued Don after that because it wouldn't make no sense. Right. Bone Crusher was going to win that fight. Okay, so I wasn't going. I know he could punch. I wasn't going all those rounds um, and, and knowing that I was going to lose. Right. Okay, that fight. Because I, I watched the first fight, then watched the second one. Right. So, so I went down in three my mom and everybody was crying, and I told them what happened afterwards. But everybody in my corner knew what I was going to do. You watched the fight. And there's a couple other fights that I really didn't care about. The Luce Avarice, there was a flash knockdown, and 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 I was getting paid. Um, and and um, Lou, actually, Lou said to me afterwards, he said, he said, Tim, I know if you was in shape a couple years ago, you would have knocked me out. And I said, no, nah, don't worry about it. I didn't even care. I just wanted to get the money at the time. I was broke and everything. So there's some stuff that I did that really is going to come back on me. But that Bone Crusher second fight, I feel bad. He's a good guy. And I went down in three. At least could have went three or four rounds. But right. I just was wanting to get out of there. We got well, our you money. Know, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's a that, lot of, I, I went down in that fight. Right, I got you. It's a lot I of different politics. I take a lot of tech to test. Right, right. There's a lot of different politics that goes on in boxing that the outsiders don't know and don't understand. Uh some things are better left alone, but some things it gotta come. Okay, let, let me give you an example. When it comes to uh, Andy Ruiz and uh, uh, the and world champion Joshua. Joshua, Joshua. Let me just say this: Andy Ruiz fought an excellent fight. I'll give him that. But truly, Joshua was concussed right after the fight. Joshua's father went into Hearn's ear and said, I told you my son shouldn't have been fighting this fight because he was concussed. That's not an excuse. That he What's was. concussed? What's concussed? Concussion. Yeah, concussion. It makes your body weak. It makes your body weak and lethargic, and you got to know the rest or whatever. But anyway, and, and you can't really take a shot afterwards for, for, for until you heal up. They, hockey players get a concussion. Football players get a concussion. They don't let you play for a whole two months. But yet... Boxers, we punch at our heads, but yet the the promoter allowed uh, allowed Joshua to fight because they figured that Joshua was going to knock him out in a couple of rounds, which Joshua, Joshua didn't. But what I'm saying is, oh, okay. things like that at mm. the back of the game happens. And think about this: he made twenty million dollars for that fight, uh, Joshua, but then in the rematch with Andy Ruiz, he made eighty million dollars. <gasps> Why they pay him so much? They paid him so much because you didn't want him to talk about 
the concussion. If you talk about the concussion, that means boxing will then have to hire a governor to govern over the sport like football and basketball and, and baseball. And they're going to have more stricter rules and certain things that happen to us athletes won't happen anymore. You see what the promoters can do to us? Like, especially in Timmy days with Don King. Don King could get away with murder with the fighters, with the money and all that stuff. Next thing you know, you got fighters in the ring fighting injured because of certain situations. But if we had a governor to govern governor our, our boxing more we, better, we, we wouldn't have to all fight. That stuff. We wouldn't have to fight to see away in, in, in some of these stories like something with Timbers talking about, some of these stories would get out, and you gotta know the truth behind some of the uh, a lot of part of the game. But hey, it is what it is, right? And let's just hope that you got good management that really cares for you and a good family that well, cares Carl for you. That, King, that, Carl King and Carl King was a manager; he had no power and stuff. Um, so we all made that decision to do that. Um, I didn't have no concussion. This was just no, 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 no. Yeah, this no, was no, a, it no. was a political no. movement. You, you have a, you had a different situation, but I'm saying, I'm saying, you have some fighters who are fighting injured and shouldn't have to fight injured and stuff like that. And then the thing, the cliche is, you got to be ready at all times, which is impossible. If you get, if you can be ready at all times, that means Mayweather, De La Hoya, and those big time guys, they wouldn't wait eight and nine months before they fight again. They'll fight every two to three weeks because they would be ready at all times. Why do the big time fighters have three to five months to train for a fight, but the small time fighters that's trying to get big time, you give them two weeks in, in the manager or the trainer saying, oh, you got to be ready at all times. But yet the big time fighters... They'll end up shelving them. They'll shelf them. They'll, they'll, they'll make them yep. they'll sit them on the yep. shelf. They'll let yep. them get cold. The next yep. thing you know, they can't get a fight. And then it yep. happens to every single other prospect out there, man. Thank you. They fade the black. Thank you. A hundred percent. And it's and, and, glad, and, and honestly, you know that. it's 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 a it's a terrible injustice that they're doing to the young cats that are trying to come up in this game. It makes yep. me sick. That's why I've dedicated my show to profiling these young cats around the world to at least get their name out there so people know who the hell they are. Yes. Okay. Shout yes. out to Carl Perfect. from Last Bell Boxing. Thanks for uh, tuning in, brother. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, that, that I, 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 the stuff that I experienced really, I still, I love it. I'm on the podcast. I never thought I would be champ of the world. Oh man. And, 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 you know, it's just beautiful meeting people traveling all around the world. Um, that's what's making me happy. I'm taking care of my kids. I yeah. didn't lie about that there. I didn't lie about the, the bone crusher thing. Oh, no, I'm no. Not I ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Um, like I said, my everybody in the corner knew that we was going to do that. Um, but but bone crusher didn't. And my mom and my kids, uh, they was crying and everything. And I told them afterwards. I was the happiest yeah. man in the world. I had to deal with Don King. I was on my own. We tried to sue him. Um, then I got burnt on that. So we could talk about that another time because I, I thought you won, I thought you won that case. Winning two, winning a million five wasn't wasn't no, winning. That, no, that's no, not winning. 30, 30 million and bringing justice. I rather him. I rather him had had come and let them prosecute him in a way. You know, I don't want him to go to jail because we did. You know, we 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 did communicate, but then he had, he acted a different way when it's around the media and stuff um, like yeah. that. So at the end, of, and I told the guys real quick, 
I, I got that out of my life. Me and Don King, no, I don't want to talk about him no more. I'm with right. my kids. I'm happy. It's over. He punched right. me. I punched him back. If any lawsuit come up and they want me to be involved, I'll probably be involved, but it's over. Yeah, right. It's over, right. you know? So let's go on what? and talk about other stuff. And right. if you want right. to say a couple of things, I'll talk to you. But it's right. over, man. It's over. Yeah, sir. Yeah, I got you. It's it, you know, it's time to fight and it's time to move on. And so right now you moved on from that situation. That's cool. Hey, he hit me with a right hand. I hit him with a body shot, a can opener. <laughs> we call this the can opener. You dig to the body. Too. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, but you can't avoid it, though, champ. When people ask you about Donkins, everybody want to know. Everybody want to know right. what, actually, what actually happened and stuff. And like I was getting tired of it. I, I didn't want to do it. And then I, I just wanted to leave it alone. I can't even I can't even enjoy my family, my kids. I'm, I'm talk every day. Don King, Don King. I stopped yeah. talking about him. They know I stopped talking about him. But if you ask me a question, I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. Is we got to go on with our lives? Yeah, yeah, you true. Know? Well, you know, Don King was a big part of your life. But like you're saying, you, you're ready to move on. So, you know, that's good. I'm glad he wasn't a big part only of the boxing part because yeah. <laughs> he win. He'll win if I let him be. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know, a major yeah. part of my life. Don King, you undisputed champ, eh? <laughs> Don King's the true undisputed champ, right, Bone Kiki? 90, 90 years old now, and I found out that Carl King don't even talk to him now. Wow! I oh no! Yeah. yeah, I found oh, yeah. out. I found out through through somebody that Carl King and him don't even talk no more. Yeah, how long they hadn't talked? I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. But I found out about a month ago that him and Don. Oh. There was a guy doing videos for Bob Arum. Not he used to be with Bob Arum, and he and he came here and he did a video with me. And then he we was talking about Don. I told him I don't want to really talk too much. He said, "You know, to him and Carl don't even talk no more." And I said, "What? This was only three months ago." The guy from New York he used to work, and now he's doing videos and documentaries. And he and he and he came here and told me that he said, "Well, they don't even talk no more." I said, "Oh my goodness, okay." So Carl is the guy to really interview. I don't know if you're going to do it. If you find him, that's going to be a lot of knowledge, a lot of information. But I don't know if he'll do it. Nah, he ain't going to do that. But they ain't talking. Maybe know, he mad got, at Don. You don't think he's going to yeah, do it? Yeah, I know. Nah, okay. he ain't going to do that. Yeah. Okay. If, I, if I'm mad at my daddy, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> but but, but that's gonna, not his real dad. That's not his real dad. Yeah, but that's the dad who brought him up as, as his son. So that's the yeah. only father he knows. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I don't know if he knew his dad or not. I can't speak on it, but I know that he don't talk to him anymore. You know. Yeah. Right. Carl was cool. Carl tried to help the boxers out sometimes. And then when Carl Don came around, he he he, he had to act like Don. But when he was around us, he used to go down to the bar with us. After after we trained, we'd go down and some guys get a beer. He would say, man, I'm going to try to talk to my dad and see if we straighten things out. But then when he get around dad, he just he's, he's act like Don. So. Uh, Tim, you drink? <laughs> check it out. Check, well, check this out. I'm, I'm, 40, I'm 49 years old. Oh. I never went out. I never drank a day in my life. And I never smoked. I never smoked a day in my life. He's weird. <laughs> He's weird. No, you know, no, what it, no. you know what it was? You know what his vice was? His vice was boxing. No, wait, uh, wait. 
we used to go around saying the guys like him, they weird because they never got high. And we used to joke like that, you know, and because yeah. they don't know what it really feels like. You know, well, it feels, I think like, it I, feels like you need a bag of chips. I want to be like him. I want to be like him. I, I want to be Kirk, like you. I think if Kirk had him drank and smoked, he'd be as good looking as you, Tim. Oh, <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Jim don't look that good in real life. <laughs> yeah, but my first drink, my grandma gave me a little bit of beer. I was had to be like 12 years old. And then the next the time worm? I drunk, I okay. was 21, huh? Yeah. <laughs> then I was 21. And then I didn't drink really until I got like 30. I started drinking when stuff started coming down on me and everybody else. But I really wasn't no drinker until I got like 30 years old. I said, oh, wait a minute. I only drink like a, a glass or something every couple of days. I don't drink every day. No. Yeah. No, I, ain't, no, no, I ain't never drank a day in my life or smoked a day in my life. You serious? I, 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 I took never. it up as a profession for a couple of never. years. Never. <laughs> never. That <laughs> is. No, I'm just saying. Check it out. And I'm a How bad do you guy. Feel? How do you feel? I feel good. I'm a, I'm a club guy. I love to go to clubs. I love to get on the dance floor by myself and dance unless my wife, some she'll get tired of me dancing, so she'll sit down, but I go on the dance floor all by myself. I got videos and, of it. And dance. You do. Dance <laughs> my, why, do, why do we have these? Why do we hey, have Mike, these? Mike, do you, you think you're like trying to figure out how do he feel and stuff? Oh, I feel good. I have friends that are straight edge to you like that, man, who've never done it. It's, it's a they weird. Aren't they Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I still train and run the same as I did 25 years ago. Matter oh. of fact, when I aspire with the guys, the young guys, they all can't believe this. How do you maintain your speed, your conditioning, and your reflex, and you're older? I said, I don't know. And I'm still the fastest in the gym other than Castillo Clayton, but then again, Castillo Clayton ain't, well, he's at this gym, you know, when he's not training. So, yeah, me and him always arguing back and forth, saying who's the fastest. Most people, some people say I'm the fastest and I'm a heavyweight, 250 pounds, and wow. some people say he's the fastest. So, bottom, the bottom line is, maybe that's because I don't drink or smoke or nothing. Like, I don't know. For sure, for sure. For sure. That's what yeah. it is, man. You think you've it is? You've, you've, you think, you've never, I don't, you've never... I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And, uh, I, wow. I'm just a high energy. I'm just a high energy type of person. That's all. Yeah. Wow. I wonder how, how do you like how you feel? Inside? I feel great. I I feel good. I can't lie. And the thing about it, I'm I'm not ever gonna have the situation that some people had in their life, which is they went downtown at bars. Yeah. They woke up the next morning. Yeah. And they look at the person beside them and say, "Oh, damn, what happened?" Or they wake up in jail. <laughs> or we got me jail, but you know, <laughs> but you know, one thing about me that don't ever, ever, ever happen. Matter of fact, it's so bad with me when I was training in Dallas, Texas. The clubs are all the clubs are forty five minutes apart from each other. Not like Philadelphia; everything is close. Right. You're forty five minutes away. In one night, I go to four different clubs in one night and stay for an hour at each club and in. One club, drive 45 minutes to another club, drive 45 minutes. My sparring partners be saying, nah, man, let's stay here. We're good. They drunk, so yeah. they don't want to drive. But yeah. I'm I'm never, ever drunk. So I, we all jump in the car while they're drunk. 
We drive to another club. We go to the club, have a great time. When the night's over, they all say, damn, man, I never did that before. Like Zeri Lawrence, uh, oh, Tim. That's my man. I love him, man. Yeah. He said, Kirk, I I'm living in New York where the clubs are right beside each other. He said, I never, ever did four clubs in one night. And he said, you're doing four clubs in one night and the clubs are 45 minutes apart and you're still driving all night to these other clubs. I said, that's because I don't drink and I don't need a designated driver. I'm always the designated driver for everybody. Wow. My wife, for everybody ever known, I'm the designated driver. I'm just trying to figure out how you feel inside. That's all. I feel good. Feel like feels I feel a hell of a lot better than us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Floyd, tell him that Floyd is at the gym every day. How do I, don't I do much more than everybody else? You do. Yeah. Yeah. All, all these and, training programs, wow. I do more than everybody else. And That's also, big respect. That's big respect, man. Yes, yes. Yeah, he, he works, he works, he works just as hard. And my fact, he, he's, he's in the gym, then our active fighters are. Nice. Coach, yeah. coach, coach, yeah. are you 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 in the corner? Is he in the corner with the guy that's fighting tomorrow? No, no, no. no. Oh, he, that's he, what you he, said. Okay. No, no, no. He he helped to train him as an amateur. Yeah. Him oh. and my my father was the head coach, and he's the assistant coach for the last eighteen years. Uh, no, this is my nineteenth year. Yeah. Nineteen wow. years, and yeah. they're not in the corner. Me, him, gonna be at the fights, but still has his has his professional staff. Yeah. But when he was down here, he came to the gym three nights a week. And, of course, we, we helped him out and helped him with some ideas and helped him continue to train to train to get ready for training camp. You yes. know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. Just, don't bring, just don't bring the Hilton brothers to the fight. There won't be no fight. You remember the Hilton boys, don't you? That's right. I love them. They was all in Don King camp. We was all in yeah. Don King's camp. I love them guys. They oh, yeah, will fight yeah. anybody oh, outside yeah. the ring. Outside yeah. the ring, I don't care what color. They fighting you. Anybody. That's why I respect them. Oh yeah, well, that's why I respect well, them. Well, I tell you what, Atura Getty reminds me of the Hiltons because Atura Getty came up my day yeah. and. He will fight anybody, anybody in the ring or on the street. He's fighting anybody. Arturo Gotti was crazy, man. I loved him too, man. I love watching oh, that yeah. guy fight. That's one thing yeah. I'm not going to do: fighting on the street. I ain't getting shot. Or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. Well, no, you're you're right, Timmy. We we're down around my way. Like uh, I've been in I've been in Texas since 1993, April 1st, 1993. Okay. I landed at at 6:05. <laughs> PM and the temperature was 72 Fahrenheit. I remember all that because how much is that? Dead. How high is that? That's hot. No, 72 oh. Fahrenheit. For no, not for you, Tim. That's not super hot for you, but it's super hot for us Canadians. Yeah. Like, it's hot for us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that's the a, heat. That's a summer day for us. Yeah, but but that's, a real that's, summer that's, day for you. Yeah, it's for, definitely a summer yeah. day. But Timmy, a real summer day for you guys is like 90, 95. Mm -hmm. And in Texas, it's like 105, mm -hmm. you know, in, wow. in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, whatever. But, uh, but Yo, when guys say, call me Timmy, it's like they know me for a long time. <laughs> That's cool. If they say Tim, it's cool. When yes, you say Timmy, yes. it's right, like they right. know me for a long time. When I first got to Dallas for training, when I went to a club that night or whatever, we heard gunshots or whatever. I ain't ever got shot before or got shot at. We were always good. But back in my territory, we weren't, we never heard no gunshots. Mm. But you know what? It caught up to us. 20 years later, yeah. we do what they do in America right now. Like, so I tell everybody Canada is America 
slowed up by 20 years. Yes. So whatever happens down in America, 20 years later, more than likely is going to get to Canada. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I would say, cause I've been all around the world all my life. Uh, I've been to probably 25 different States in America. I've probably been to 25 different countries in the world, the main countries. And I would say in my mind, I would say that Canada and USA mirror each other the most. What, yeah, what would you say? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If sure. you came to Canada, Tim, and you and you hung in certain areas, you would say, "Man, I'm I'm back there in Philly." You know what I'm saying? I can imagine. I oh, can yeah. imagine. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's just it's it's like going back in time a little bit. Yeah, that's all. yeah. That's all yeah. it is. We we play yeah. catch up, and the, and that's how it works, man. But yeah, uh, yeah we. Yeah. Yo, honestly, you couldn't have said it better, Kirk, man. It really well, the is. Hilton, like, well, well, the Hilton brothers wasn't scared of nobody. Nobody. Yeah, they didn't back so, up off of nobody. Seriously. They were 20, you know what? They were 20 years, the way they acted, they were, not that it was a good thing, they were <laughs> They were 20 years ahead of most Canadians because yeah. they were into whatever they were into. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh, he ain't going to say that. In a, in, in, a, in, a good, in a good way, hour, we're gonna have to end up this. this okay, no problem. Talk. Jimmy, it's nice. Yo, up Wait. in the corner there is nice. Kurt, stick what, around what, type, what type of track suit you got on? I see a tiger there. <laughs> what track suit? Me, Kurt, Kurt yeah. stick around Puma, for a few Puma, minutes. Puma, man. Puma. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, that's my neighborhood. That's my neighborhood. Say that again. Yo, just stick around for a minute. We're going to sign off. Okay. 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 Fans, thanks for tuning in. To all the fans that dropped comments in the section, thank you again. Bone Key Key, Carl from Last Bell Boxing, Dusty Mufford, thanks for tuning in, guys. You know what it is. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel, new topics. Enjoy the fights this weekend, guys. Take care. Knuckle up, man.